Welcome to the Trevor Turnbull Show, where you'll hear vulnerable, honest stories that will inspire you to embrace your mess and live your best life. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is going to be another solo episode where I'm going to riff on my experience and my reflections from the Extremely Conscious Retreat that Mike Prince, my neighbor, and I coordinated about six weeks ago. So I want to give a little bit of context to why we created it and then just some of the anticipation and even some of the hiccups along the way uh, leading up to the event. And then just give you a little bit of insight into what it was like and some of the takeaways that I took from it and some of the feedback that I got from the people that were there with us. And then, of course, the the after part as well, because that's another big piece of this. We were we were actually uh, Mike and I were down in the river today because every Wednesday we go at 630 a.m. on Wednesdays to do a cold plunge and we record it. And then we turn it into a YouTube video and we document the process and we put the invite out now to anybody that wants to join us on a weekly cold tribe gathering of the cold plunge truth to sign up and then hop on zoom with us at 645 actually at 630 every single um, Wednesday and yeah we were just talking about the takeaways from that retreat and also the thoughts around just managing the what's next kind of impulse <laughs> because this is how I've been wired for years is to always be looking for the next thing, the next thing, keep leveling up. What else am I going to do? How else can we take this to the next level? And I caught myself in that on Monday after the retreats and I had to uh, really recognize that I needed to sit with what I had already experienced and really integrate it and allow it to guide me on my next steps without feeling this rush to dive back in and create the next thing. It will come. And quite frankly, it's it was a little bit challenging at first to uh to kind of just ground in that reality of slowing down to speed up, but it didn't take me too long actually. You know, I think the work that I've done over the last 6 months in particular has allowed me to see that when I slow down, when I actually take time to reflect and then to integrate that the lessons that I have to learn download to me faster and or or just completely because in the past I might have moved past something that was important, a lesson for me to learn. Um, and this way I'm able to allow it to come into my thoughts, to come into my future vision, to come into my next step actions that I know I'm committed to taking because there will be more things to do now that the retreat is done. But if I was to back it up just a little bit, I'll just explain why we decided to create this retreat and why we called it the Extremely Conscious Retreat. So, you know, Mike and I met, I've told this story before, but we met on the the kind streets of Glen Rosa, which is the neighborhood that we live in here in West Kelowna. And we were both pushing double wide strollers, like literally pushing double wide strollers with toddlers in them. Uh, I think his kids were like two and three at the time and mine or maybe even one and two or something. And mine were like two and three. 
And we just struck up a conversation, you know, just kind of the, the usual neighborly conversation like, oh, hey, what's going on? Oh, you got kids. Oh, yeah, you just went to the park. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, there's a tennis court. Yeah, maybe we should go play tennis one of these days. And, and we did. We went and played tennis and uh, just started to build a connection and, and started to kind of navigate that dance that guys typically do that is – you know, I don't want to speak out loud about what I really think or what I really want to talk about because I'm posturing a little bit. I want to make sure that I seem cool, um, whatever the case might be. The things that we do as guys where we hold on to these labels that we need to be these strong, you know, providers that, uh, you know, compare ourselves to other alpha males type thing. But we broke that. Uh, that pattern pretty quickly, I think. It only took one or two conversations for us to just lean in and realize, like, man, we're on a similar journey here. One where it's, you know, filled full of, uh, I don't want to say unhappiness, because I don't believe that either one of us were truly unhappy. We were just looking for inspiration. We were looking to uh, level up, and we wanted to do it with others. So therefore, you know, when we found each other, we were like, cool, I think I can have really good, meaningful, deep conversations with this person. And we did. And Mike introduced me to the cold plunging idea. He had a cold plunge in his backyard, aka a horse trough. And I might have even surprised him when I said, do you mind if I come and check that out? I got to see this thing in person. And I did. And my first thought was, well, I can do that. So I went and bought my own and put it in the backyard and then just started doing it consistently. And I, I published a podcast episode talking about my experience with the cold plunging and how I did it. I can't remember the exact number now. But it was about like 85, 86 times over 160 days. It was basically every second day over that time period. And, and just what it created for me, how it unlocked this desire to constantly push myself, which in the past... I would have done by working longer hours, taking on more projects, joining more um, communities, trying to find people that I could connect with, um, creating new offers and programs that I could support people in with my gifts and my experience. And those things were no longer serving me. I knew that I couldn't keep operating that way, just running to the next thing, always feeling like what I had was never enough. I needed to actually slow down and embrace the painfulness of the unknown and the quiet and the stillness and the patience that I needed to allow this next version of myself to surface. So that was kind of the beginning of it. And as we got to doing more of this, of course, we started the cold plunge truth, which was the two of us just committing to doing a cold plunge together every single week. And we're very fortunate that we have a river that's like a 12 minute walk away from us. And it's a mountain uh, icy river, right? So the snow melts up, melts up in the mountains. And, you know, it's definitely risen over time here because there's a lot of water coming down right now. But it's just a cold, icy river. And we go and hop in it every week. We record it. And then we create shows. We create a, we put up a YouTube channel and we publish a weekly episode. And that was another piece of it. And then, of course, um, Mike actually suggested, hey, you want to go do a bro weekend? <laughs> Just the two of us. And I thought, yeah, why not? You know, like, again, my first thought a lot of times, and maybe people that are listening to this can resonate. We think, well, you know, can I really just get away? Just me without my wife, without my kids? Am I selfish for thinking that I can spend some time 
to do uh, self-reflection and and just quite frankly do nothing if I wanted to, just get away. And I, I definitely sat with that for a little bit, but because Mike had invited me and said, like, let's go do this, I thought, yeah, why not? And of course, you know, he is somebody that has a background in, I guess you would call it extreme sports uh, with regards to the Hydrofly business that he owns. And, he, you know, he used to be a professional athlete in that space and travel all over the world. And then now he does the e-foiling business, which is those electric surfboards. And he said, yeah, we'll take the e-foils out. We'll go for a hike. Uh, just got to find a place to go. And we found a place down in Summerland, which is right on the beach, right on the water. And we ended up in this incredible room that was like right on the corner of the hotel with its own private walkway and staircase up to our private deck. So we were able to easily get in and out of the water and move the e-foils up and down the stairs and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, of course that happened, right? Like there's what, a hundred other rooms in that place and we get the one that is perfectly set up for us to be able to uh, make it a very smooth and fun experience. And it was in that moment where we were hanging out and hiked up that mountain, Pincushion Mountain in Peachland, where we just had a deep conversation around, man, like this is so awesome and we should plan the next one. So I guess this is an opportunity too to say one of the things that I did back in December was I committed with my wife to creating uh, weekly date nights, number one on Friday nights, and we've been consistent with that here now for the last couple of months, Um, and then also quarterly retreats. So every quarter, we get away for two nights, and we, you know, lean on family and our nanny to help look after the kids for those two nights that we're away, but we do it, and we make it non-negotiable. We say, we're doing this, and of course, we're going to get busy at times, and of course, we're going to find reasons why we shouldn't go and do it, but we do it anyways. And that was kind of the intention that I brought to that retreat that Mike and I went and did when we started to brainstorm the idea of doing a retreat and inviting other people was to say, let's just take committed action towards this and create the intention and move in that direction. Neither one of us had any experience creating events. Um, You know, I've hosted many, many masterminds and, and group coaching programs where I've facilitated before. So I had some experience there, but I had never coordinated something of this magnitude where we were going to invite anywhere from eight to 16 men, depending on how many showed up and really plan a weekend that was there to not only serve the people that are showing up, but to serve us because we created it because we wanted to do it. We would have done it if nobody else showed up, but naturally renting a mobile uh, volcanic rock wood-fired sauna and bringing a bunch of e-foils out and purchasing a bunch of wine barrels that we could then fill up with water and ice and do cold plunges and all the stuff that we had planned, you know, it it has a cost associated to it. So we thought, okay, well, we got to sell some tickets here because we're in for, you know, a certain amount of cost that... Quite frankly, I don't think either one of us would have justified just doing the two of us, right? We needed some more people there to share that experience to uh, feel some of the costs uh, associated with it. But we knew that we had to start with something. So we started with, well, when are we going to do it and where are we going to do it? And the when became, well, if we don't do it in June and we got 
one or two weekends as a possibility. July's a little crazy with families in summer. You know, when living in Canada, there's only so many weekends you have of really exceptional weather in the summertime. And we want to make sure that we were freeing that up for family time and knowing full well that some of the men that would show up would have families and kids and they'd be out of school and it would just be more challenging to do it in the summer months. And then, of course, our family's moving in August. So we couldn't do it after then. Otherwise, I'd have to figure out how to fly back. And it was just a whole other dynamic that we didn't want to have to deal with. So we grounded on the idea that, okay, it has to be in June. And we originally planned it for uh, next weekend, this weekend coming up when I'm going to publish this. And then we realized after we got back from our retreat that, oh, that's Father's Day weekend. <laughs> so that's going to be even more challenging to, to make happen for everybody, especially if people have kids. So then we defaulted to the weekend before, which was this past weekend as of the time when I'm going to publish this. And Mike had to actually reschedule a family trip that he had planned, uh, just a camping trip with their camper and, you know, locally here. But he made it happen and we sat down on this journey. And then the next step was, well, where are we going to have it? So you just start Googling, where can you host 10 to 15 people at a retreat within driving distance of where we live? Because we knew we wanted it to be fairly close to home. And we came across two options, actually. One of them was on Okanagan Lake, up closer to Vernon. And it was a beautiful place, uh, lakefronts, but it was a connected building to another one. And we actually were ready to commit to that one. And then we found out that because it's a shared space, we also had to share the lakefront and the dock. And they said if we were going to have like wine barrels and basically take over the beach, that it wasn't going to work. So we either had to rent both sides or nothing at all. And we decided to just walk away from that one because it just didn't make sense to try to put that extra pressure on ourselves to double the size of our retreat just so that we could have access to that beach. But we found another one that was at a lake uh, outside of Kelowna, which is where we live in West Kelowna, actually. And it was out by Big White's, the ski resort, Champagne Powder out in that area. And neither one of us had ever been out there before, but we Googled it and we looked at the lake and we thought, oh, that's a pretty big lake. I think we can e-foil there. And then we inquired. In fact, I just booked it right away because I knew that we had a cancellation period too. And then we started the inquiry of finding out the fine details, like how many people can we sleep there? How many beds are there? How far is it from the city? Do we need to provide transportation to people? Where are these people going to come from? And then it started opening up all of the other questions that we had is, okay, well, now we need to feed these people. Are we just going to buy a bunch of food from Costco and, and do some barbecuing? And then we thought, ah, do we want to really spend a ton of time cooking? Uh, one of the people that we had in mind to come, Taylor, who did end up coming, uh, is also a, uh, I forget what they what he referred to it as, but he's basically a professional chef. So we thought, well, maybe Taylor can do the cooking. But then we thought, well, then he's not really going to be able to be involved in the experience. So then Mike tapped into a local contact that he had uh, of a caterer caterer, to just prepare food for us and then to actually come on Saturday night and to cook a meal for us. So one of our meals was actually cooked by the caterer and his assistant. And man, oh man, was it a good decision. The food was incredible. And we had so much of it too. Uh, but it ended up being the perfect amount. So it worked out uh, magnificently. And then the other thing we thought about is, well, what other experiences do we want people to have? We knew that we wanted to get out into nature. And there happened to be a 
trail, a hiking trail called Myra Canyon that was really close to where we were staying. At least we thought it was. Because <laughs> when you look at it on the map, it's like, oh, there's a road that goes right there. And Google tells us it's 20 minutes. Well, it was a little more than 20 minutes. And it was actually like a dirt mountain road where when you're driving down it around these windy corners, you're literally looking at like hundreds of feet of drop down the side so it was a little freaky, but we made it work. We piled into two vehicles, three vehicles, and we went out there. And man, it's so beautiful. There was these train trestles, these big wooden train trestles out there. And it wasn't a strenuous hike. It was just a good walk. Um, and then we had a few things planned while we went out there as well. Just a few exercises that got people thinking deeper about some of the weight that we carry as fathers, as men in all areas of our life, in our fitness, in our, our health, in our relationships, in our parenting, in our business, in our impact and influence, in our mindfulness, all of these different 12 dimensions of life that I've defined based on different things that I've come across over the years, including Lifebook being one of them, which is now a Mind Valley program. So I've kind of, you know, tweaked it for what I feel aligned with. And then I shared that with everybody and basically asked them, like, you know, Put your hand up if you feel like you're crushing it in your fitness goals right now, right? And like, I'm talking crushing it, like you, there's no room for improvement. Uh, put your hand up if you feel you're crushing it in your relationship, like it couldn't get any better. You're so connected to your partner and you make time to make sure that that's number one. Knowing that even when we have kids, a lot of times it's easy to default to go like, oh, got got to take care of the kids. It's like, no, man. You got to take care of your relationship first. You do that and you set the example for your kids. So naturally, you know, some people had their hands up on a few things and others were kind of like mm, a little bit and others were like, no, nah, man, that's I'm struggling there. And so it was kind of a metaphor as we went out there. You know, we wanted people to understand that we carry these weights uh, in our lives and they're they're holding us down. They're stopping us from actually living our best life and being the best versions of ourselves so that was a lot of fun. And we did a, a bit of a ceremony up there as well and took some amazing photos and got some great video footage. Uh, we had a professional film crew there as well. Uh, Vitor, shout out to Vitor. He was just running around in front of us and behind us and saying, okay, you're going to do this now. So I need you to do this and you to do that. And yeah, it's I can't wait to show everybody the video from that. Uh, and then the other thing that we had planned, of course, was the cold plunging. Um, in addition to the e-foiling, and I'll get to that in a second, but the cold plunging and the sauna, actually, I'll mention both of those at the same time. So we got this big, beautiful wood barrel sauna that could fit four to six people in it. It was more like four with four big dudes, but uh, that was so fun because it was it was all like, you know, we had to start the fire and stoke it up and then get in there and like dump the water on the coals and stuff. And man, it was warm. It was like 120 degrees Celsius. But then we'd come out and we had, both of us had our cold plunge baths, our horse troughs there, just, just for like quick dips to kind of cool the body down, that type of thing. But then we also had purchased five wine barrels, so actual wine barrels in their entirety. And then my brother-in-law, um, who's a very handy guy, <laughs> construction guy, owned many companies, building houses, that type of thing. Uh, he stepped up and helped us cut off the tops off those barrels and sand them all down and just get them ready for the cold plunge because we wanted that to be an experience as well. And for each one of these activities we did, we also had moments of 
uh, just speaking out loud and sharing our truth and reflecting on what we were hearing from each other and areas where we could relate to each other, where we didn't feel alone anymore. And, and we knew that other people could relate and man, the brotherhood that was created because of that is just amazing. But the cold plunge was, was what we ended the weekend with, which was to say, there is a lot of hard shit that we get to face in our life, including things that have nothing to do with physical hard things, you know, like jumping into a cold plunge, but rather you know, speaking out loud your truth or acknowledging a pain that's happened in your past, whether it's somebody you need to forgive or an experience that happened that you're still holding on to and feeling resentments or anger towards whatever it might be. We don't, guys don't talk about this stuff. And it's important that we do because when you do, the person sitting next to you ends up breaking down or saying, that's my story. That That's how I feel as well. And then again, you feel like you're not alone. You're actually on this journey with others, even when you're by yourself and you're with your own thoughts and you go back to your families and you get back into the routine. We all walked away from that experience on the weekend with uh, with the thought of what am I going to take back into my quote unquote real life? And what version of me gets to show up based on the person that, that showed up at that retreat, the person that reflected on what does your perfect life look like? What does your perfect day look like? I should say, you know, use all the sights and and sounds and smells when you describe that even too. Uh, Where are you? What does it smell like? Are there birds chirping? Who's next to you? Um, Are you having a coffee in the morning? You know, what are you doing the rest of your day? What does that perfect day look like? And then who do you get to become to make that not a fantasy dream, but a reality when you make your dreams actually come true. And we speak about this in the context of like manifestation and law of attraction and like attracts like and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times, again, men can look at that and say, yeah, that's kind of hoity-toity, woo-woo stuff, right? Like I get what I get in life because of the committed action I take and the the amount of hours and the hustle that I put in to create all those things in my life because I am the creator of my reality. But then eventually you hit a point where you realize that like, yes, you can muscle your way to wealth. You can muscle your way to um, impact. You can muscle your way to, you know, getting the family and the wife and the cars and the houses and the trips and all that stuff. But then there's always this empty feeling at the end of it of, is that all there is? Is this it? Like even when you get to the top, which I've been to the top in many areas of life, many areas of the 12 dimensions of life that I've defined, there was always this empty feeling of, is that it? And then also, what's next? What else can I do? There's got to be more. And that, quite frankly, can be completely draining unless you really surrender to the idea that everything in life is here to serve you, to serve me. And we get to lean into the hard shit because it's going to happen to us no matter what. We're going to experience loss in life. We're going to experience identity loss. We're going to experience the loss of loved ones. It just happens. It's a part of life. And that had me over the last six months going down a deep journey as well, too, to really look at, like, what does death actually mean? Like, what happens? Do we just disappear into the ether? Do we, like become one with the ground? Like, do we go back to nature? Is there life after death? Like all of these questions that I've been pondering myself over the last six months. So 
you know, I left everybody with some reflection questions as we left. And then, of course, we've kept in touch with everybody and we'll continue to do so. And we will find ways to continue to support each other and elevate each other as we continue on this growth journey, which I'll just say that too. It is a journey. It is a journey. It's not about the destination. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's so true. Even in the planning and then the actual doing of the event and then the follow-up aspect of it, that was one thing that I constantly grounded myself in, which was enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Even those moments when we were planning things and we were like, holy man, I don't know. Are we going to sell enough tickets? And then, you know, of course, we put the call out and I think we had seven out of the eight tickets sold within the first week or 10 days. So that one got solved pretty quickly. But again, we had to trust that it was going to happen because we had to commit to some expenses up front that, quite frankly, if nobody showed up, we would have been on the hook for, right? Which we would have figured it out. But still, it was we had to trust that this was going to happen, that we could create This thing that we had in our heads that we didn't even know exactly how it would manifest, but we had that belief and we showed up every single day and we took committed action every day. It wasn't a matter of just sitting back and, you know, kumbaya, let's, oh, let's draw them in. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe we talked about this in the cold plunge truth today that Mike and I meditated on the first week that we released this and we, and we said, we need to call in these men. We need to put the call out without calling them, if you know what I mean. And it was from that moment on that people just started showing up and then they would refer a friend or one of the guys that showed up brought his nephew with him. And, uh, you know, our film crew and Laurent and Jen from Citrus Pie Media who supported us with all of the video recording and then the post-production now that's happening as we speak. You know, they invited some clients and said, I think you need to be at this. It sounds amazing. It'd be right up your alley. And those people showed up. So it, it wasn't one thing that actually caused it to come to fruition. It was a number of things and it did take committed action. So I'm not here to tell you that you can just meditate your way to your dream life. You still need to show up too, but you also need to slow down to allow those downloads to come, to challenge your beliefs and thoughts of how you're currently living your life and how you could be living your life and actually attain all the things that you desire by really slowing down and recognizing those moments of opportunity where the universe is saying, hey, knock, 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 look at this over here. And when we're so focused in another direction of like, no, I create everything and this is how it's going to work, we miss those opportunities. So just being aware of those things is incredibly important. So now that we are past the retreat, because it's Wednesday after the retreat, as of the time of this recording, again, I found myself thinking, okay, what's next? What should we do? How do we follow up with the guys? How do we set up the page so that we can get people interested on a wait list for the next one? Uh, We're going to do it in Costa Rica. Maybe I should start inquiring about places. What are we going to do down there? Can we do cold plunges? Well, of course, we'll figure it out, but it'll be a little more challenging finding an ice guy to bring us over some ice because we won't be able to just chuck it in some coolers and throw it in the garage like we did on this one. You know, are we going to go surfing maybe because we'll be in Costa Rica? Why wouldn't we, right? Maybe we can bring the e-foils down. That was one of the things that the guys talked about was, well, maybe you can fly down with them. It's only like two, 300 bucks to pack oversized bag cargo. So maybe we can do that. And then, well, is there a lake around that we can do it? Because it's a little more challenging on the ocean. It's not impossible, but it's a little more challenging, especially with reefs and, 
and currents and all of that stuff. So all of these questions started coming up and I wanted to default to planning the next thing, but instead I decided to slow down and we talked about it in the river today and now I'm talking about it here now. And I've already had a couple of things come to my mind and I already have people reaching out to me too that are have seen us sharing about the experience over the last week that are saying, this sounds incredible, I wanna be there. And all the guys that were there said, whenever the next one is, count me in, I'm in. So we have created this momentum. And that's the last thing I'll maybe say is that when we do create momentum, we have to recognize that this is the thing that we desire in many cases. It's not necessarily the destination and the end goal, like the next retreat in Costa Rica. It's this momentum. It's this feeling of like, man, I I didn't just find my tribe. I created it. And those people showed up and they said, I want the same things that you're talking about too. And I'm here in my relationship where somebody else might be here. So let me help you get to here or vice versa, right? Like maybe somebody else is ultra successful in business, but their relationship is really struggling or they're, you know, not just with their spouse or partner, but with their kids even too. So we're constantly able to balance each other and lift each other up and then also say, hey, slow down, slow down. You say you want better connection with your kids, but you're not actually, your actions are not aligning with that. You're still a workaholic. You're still focusing on the next board you can sit on. You're focusing on the next dollar you can create in your life. You're focusing on the next tool or, um, you know, cool thing that you can buy, a car or a one wheel or whatever the case might be. And when you find that tribe, it's really special. It really is. And I am grateful and I'm also acknowledging myself and Mike for showing up and creating this too. So I'm grateful for everything that's transpired to date and the people that showed up and the level of commitment that they showed up with and the vulnerability and the honesty and the truth that they spoke at that retreat and how they're showing up in their lives now that they've left because the world needs more of that. But I'm also acknowledging Mike and I for creating that. And we speak about this. In fact, Mike has a podcast that's going to be launching here soon called the Conscious Creator Podcast. And it revolves around things just like that, which is we are the conscious creators of our reality. We create everything in our lives, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. And it's easy for us to go, no, sometimes fate just kicks in or like, well, I can't predict what's going to happen with the economy or with renting my place. (laughs) This is a reality for me right now. We need to rent our house still. But the truth is, is that I am the conscious creator of all of that though. My committed action on a daily basis and how I choose to show up and what I call into my life shows up for me at the right time. I just need to be consciously aware enough to recognize it and then move when those opportunities present themselves. And when you start moving, that's where you create momentum. And then when you have momentum, it's a matter of keeping it going, right? When you are rolling something down the hill, it just keeps going. And yeah, I guess that is my reflection for the Extremely Conscious Retreat. It was an incredible experience. Um, I'm so grateful for these men that showed up and really leaned in and participated with us and created the weekend that we had because it wouldn't have been the same without every single guy that showed up there. 
And now we get to think about what what's next, which, you know, we're, we're in that phase right now where we're reflecting and integrating and going, man, what else can we do now? And we're almost at the point where we're ready to switch over the page that we have, which, by the way, it's at extremelyconscious.com. If you go to that page, you're going to see we'll we'll flip that over here soon because it's still reflecting all the stuff from this past retreat. But we'll make it a bit more generic and say, you know, the next one's coming up. It's going to be in Costa Rica. I don't know when. I don't know where. But if you're interested, fill out a form and we will make sure that you are notified so you're one of the first to know. You are the first to know when we're ready to start selling tickets to that event and creating another incredible experience, which I don't see us ever stopping this. This is this was part of my vision back in November when I thought there has to be more. What can I do proactively to create my reality, to create this future where I am hosting events, where I am leading at those events, where I'm also a participant in those events and that I'm constantly choosing to level myself up and surround myself with others that are also committed to that. And we're doing it. And I just feel very blessed and grateful for that reality. And I'm also, again, acknowledging the fact that I created that. I created that. And you listening to this as well, you have the ability to create everything in your life as well. It's a matter of making one conscious choice at a time. Don't get overwhelmed by the 12 dimensions of life, which I will link all that up here as well. Just focus on one, getting a little better at one every single day, having the intention, creating a behavior that actually shifts into habit creation, and then eventually becomes a way of being. Because we do that. We layer on these little pieces and eventually we start to see our scores go up in all aspects of life. And why else are we here other than to live our greatest life possible? Not to just exist or to be reactive to whatever is thrown at us, which there's a lot in this world nowadays, but to instead to take focused, committed action to creating our best life and to being the best versions of ourselves. So that's everything. I thank you for listening to this. I appreciate you giving me the space and time to say this out loud. And the other thing that I'll mention before we sign off here too is I've also created a resource for anybody that wants to do a deeper dive on really accessing their higher self. And what I mean by this is that you know, when I started on my journey, I realized that I've constantly been seeking answers to questions. So I want to find out how to grow my business and, and increase my revenue. I want to figure out how to scale what I'm doing. I want to figure out how to have better relationships, how to be a better parent, all of these things. And I've co-created a space called The Source Collective with Danielle Grant. And the two of us have created a video series. It's a five-video series, the Higher Self video series. You can find that at thesourcecollective.net. It's completely free. There's nothing to sell to you as you go through this journey. If you are somebody that says, I'm ready to lean into this, then there is an opportunity to invest in yourself and into a community, a container, a collective that we have created. But more than anything, I just want people to get access to this information because the information is the kind of thing that you're probably not actively seeking because you don't even know it exists. That's how I was. I just hit a point where I thought there has to be more. I'm here to do more, to be more, to create more impact in this world. And what I'm doing is working to a certain degree, but it's still not the everything. It's still not the thing that I'm here to do. It wasn't until I started to ask 
stupid questions around my existence and my potential that I was able to have these little unlocks along the way and start to absorb and consume information, higher wisdom that had me see things in a different light. It had me open up to possibilities. It had me see the things that maybe would have triggered or angered me in the past and see the gifts that they actually are if I just pay attention to it and then integrate it and shift my way of being. That's what it's all about. You already have the answer. The higher version of yourself already exists. It's just a matter of tapping into it, believing in it, and then creating those daily routines and those intentions and the things that you can do to call in everything that you desire in life, to attract the clients that you want, to create limitless abundance in your life, to have incredible relationships, to parent your kids in a way that will turn them into uh, conscious creators of their reality, where they're not looking for somebody else to provide them with happiness. That's why we created this. So if you're interested in checking out those videos, thesourcecollective.net, go and check it out, opt in, check your email inbox, and you'll get all the information you need to access those videos. So that's everything. Thanks so much for listening. And I am excited to announce in the future our next Extremely Conscious events. It's going to be amazing. And if you are a man that's feeling called to be there, I encourage you to fill out the waitlist form. And if you're not a man, but you know one that needs to be there, I encourage you to sign up there too. Even if that person you feel might not be ready for this, just take that step. Take the first step. Put in your name and email on that form on the extremelyconscious.com website, and we'll be in touch with you. And we'll make sure that we continue to level up and raise the consciousness level of the men in this world, knowing that every single one of them is helping raise my boys. And that's why I am incredibly passionate about this. And that's why it's a part of my mission and vision and purpose in this life. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Trevor Turnbull show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please consider subscribing on my YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. Now, until next time, remember today is a beautiful day of opportunity. Trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. So be grateful, be curious, and be brave. Yes.